Hey everybody, welcome to Don't Ignore the Nudge. This is the place you get to hear extraordinary stories shared by ordinary people about how God has nudged them to either do something or not do something in their lives and what happened because of it. My name is Corey Freeman and I'll be your host. Each episode is another person's amazing story and I'm just glad you're here. Let's get started. Welcome to Don't Ignore the Nudge, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking to Carrie Cootie. And Carrie Cootie and I have known each other for a few years, maybe three. I actually flew to Georgia to do some leadership training for a company she's with and with my business coaching. And her and her sister, who, if you have been listening or watching to Don't Ignore the Nudge, uh, Julie Davey is her sister. So if she kind of looks a little bit familiar <laughs> and you don't know why or who she looks like, that's probably why. <laughs> I wanted to let everybody know that because it's just neat because you guys are both just, you know, really doing amazing things in healthcare. Um, Carrie is actually an integrative health pharmacist. And what that is, is she actually does have her pharmacy license. She has used it. She is a pharmacist. She is licensed locked and loaded on that. But then she decided to be more of the natural along with it, which I'll let you describe what is that when you say the extra, like the extra integrative portion of it, it includes what extra? Yeah. So I went back and got my integrative health practitioner degree about a year ago, and it just allows me to have a lot more of the basic foundational about why our body gets off, why we feel these symptoms. And then also I can do the functional lab testing. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And her sister, if you don't, um, I'm sure we mentioned it, but her sister has the GI mapping and Carrie helps with things Mm -hmm. like that too. And everything comes back (laughs) to the gut. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm even finding out with my family history of Parkinson's, they're actually finding out Parkinson's they think is starting in the gut too and traveling Mm -hmm. up the central nervous system. So all that I'm a, I'm a medical research geek. <laughs> yeah. You know a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, usually I have one patient at a time, so I focus on one thing, but, uh, Carrie also has a podcast, um, with Julie called take the upgrade. And then she also has mainly, I see a lot of her stuff on Instagram. So it's Carrie Cootie. It's with a K. So if you're not looking at the details of the podcast, it's K-A-R-I, last name C-O-O-D-Y. But the most recent post I saw on Instagram was all about low energy. And I thought, oh man, that's like half the world right now. It's like, I don't know. Maybe it's like things that remain, what is it? Things that are not in motion tend to stay in emotion, right? Right. So all the world is like locked down and working from home and sitting. And then, you know, they get even more tired and low energy. Uh, so if you can, you can find her at carriecootie.com, but, uh, I just, you know, like to start off everybody with, before we get into the nudge story and I'd love to hear, cause we already heard how Julie, you know, came to know the Lord, but I would love to hear your, your story. Of course. Yeah. Well, it's my pleasure to be on here. Um, I, I just, um, I'm thankful for the opportunity to share. It's not often on a podcast you get asked to share this. And so gosh, what a, what a blessing. It's fun to um, hear everybody's stories too, because the, not just the nudges, but how people, you know, a, a, either were raised in the church, pulled away from the church when they were 60, they came back or whether they were always 
part of the church or all the different ways. No, I love it. God just works in so many different ways. So I was not necessarily brought up in the church per se. I started going to church with my friend. And so I would, you know, I would spend the night with her and then we'd go to church and then I just really liked it. And so I would always say, can you pick me up and take me to church, you know? And so what a blessing that is for, I know for her family, they feel the same way. I'm still friends with her, you know, today. And so I just think we, we can, we don't know how we're impacting people, you know, just by bringing them to church. So that's kind of how I got started going. And uh, I believe I was 11 or 12 when I actually decided to accept the Lord as my savior. And, you know, I just look back and think, did I really know what it fully meant? Probably not, but I, I did feel something. So I know that there was a prompting there. There was a nudge there, if you will. And so um, I, I kept going up until probably my sophomore year of college, not college, excuse me, high school. And then I sort of straight away did not go to college when I was in um, college did not go to church while I was in college, excuse me. But when I got married, came back to live in my hometown, I just, I felt a nudge again to really go, go back and and start visiting the church again. And that was sort of something that was a little bit hard for me that my husband didn't necessarily want to go with me. And so I just, I knew I was meant, meant to go though. So I went by myself for a couple of years and then he decided he wanted to join me. And, and that's really when I felt Okay, I, I understand what it's like to be without him. I know that I need I know that I need the Lord in my life. And so that's I guess I kind of rededicated myself, let's say. Yeah. And you know, for all any of you out there, I know we have people who um do not I had somebody that wanted to join who said, you know, they don't, you know, they're not, you know, they're not a believer. Is it okay if they listen? I'm like, oh yeah, it's just for anybody to hear some uplifting stories and things like that. But for any of you who are women that um Um, We used to call single on Sundays, you know, that, you know, their husbands weren't involved. It's like never stop praying and asking the Lord for what you want, because a lot of times, you know, that, you know, just from your example of your joy that's coming into your life, sometimes the husbands are like, oh, I I like that, you know, and they get, get intrigued, maybe. And I will say that the nagging did not work. So (laughs) if your husband doesn't want to come, don't try to give him the guilt trip. Don't try to nag him into it. Just set the example. And so I know the the Lord had to change my heart in that because of course, that's what I did at first. And so, you know, when you get frustrated with that, it's really just causing frustration on, you know, it was causing frustration on myself. So the best thing you can do is just, you know, let God work in you and just do what you do. And then hopefully they'll follow suit. That is probably the biggest PSA (laughs) takeaway from today's episode that we'll have, because I know people who would be saying right now, they're probably saying it out loud, like, amen, because they were in the nagging stage and they were like, yeah, it doesn't work. (laughs) So how long, how long did you nag before you gave up and, and just started realizing, okay, I got to put this in God's hands. Probably a year. I mean, you know, maybe not actively for a year, but in my mind, I was really frustrated. And obviously that shows up without us really even having to say anything. So it really wasn't until a year after that. I just, you know, I'd been going, I was, I was kind of okay with it. I'd accepted it, but the Lord had other plans. So, yeah. Thank goodness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, uh, I'll let you share your nudge story and then I'll have questions along the way, but I I would love to hear that. So so many people have quite a few that they can share and they're not sure Mm -hmm. which ones to share. And I'm like, just go where God leads you, you know? So I'd love to hear what you, your story. 
Sure. Well, again, this is, it's, it's such a cool uh, concept, this podcast. And I, I, I love that there, we, we do have so many nudges if we will only listen to them, that is, um, and so my, my nudge story sort of has something to do with how I help people now, um, because I, I am a traditionally trained pharmacist. And so I would, you know, when I got out of pharmacy school and I went to work, I didn't really expect to do anything else um, with my life. I just thought that that was it. And so went to work day after day and really didn't feel very fulfilled, but also didn't feel like I had another another chance to do anything different. And um, I'll never forget one day I was, uh, I would often do this at work and I'm not very proud of it, but I'm going to be honest and share it. Um, I would be sitting at work and I would just, I would honestly just be bored. Even though I had work to do, I was just bored. And so I would, I would, you know, look at different things online, just, you know, maybe research different natural things or, or go look at various things. And, I'll just never forget one day I actually got in trouble for that by my boss. I was so embarrassed by that, but it was just something that I, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I was just bored with what I was doing. And I feel like that was a, a nudge from God to say, Hey, let's do something different with this. Right. Let's um, you know, this isn't where I want you to be. And I, and at the time I didn't really realize that that's what it was. I thought, why can't I stop doing this? Why, why am I bored at work? You know? And I would just, I would have different conversations with people and, it would turn to, you know, I, I feel really stuck with this or I feel really stuck with that. And and they would want my opinion on it. And I just I didn't see all the things that were going on um, in the background of what all he was preparing me for and what all he was nudging me toward. But like I said, I do remember that one day that I just uh, I, I, I got in trouble by my um manager. And again, this is, this is something that's embarrassing to me. I was very embarrassed by it, right? Like, why can't I stop doing this? But I just specifically remember God saying like, this is a sign that you're just bored with what you're doing. And I have so much more waiting for you. And I didn't know necessarily what that meant, but I just, I felt the nudge to go and and look at different ways that, that I could take care of myself personally and my family. And so that was, that's a little bit about the, the first nudge I felt in my career even. Um, but, but two in my faith as well, because sometimes God nudges us towards something, but we can't really see where it's going to go. Right. I mean, how, you know, just with where I was at in my career, I really didn't see any other option just with, you know, student loan debts and the amount of money that I was making. I mean, it just seemed like what, what else do you want me to do, God? Right. <laughs> you know, you're going to pay <laughs> all my bills and you're going to pay off these loans. Like, what are you going to do? But <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I just remember, and that's when, you know, I was kind of just getting back into my faith, honestly, like I mentioned. And I just remember praying, just feeling really frustrated with where I was at. And I just, I just felt this nudge to, to, just keep following the breadcrumbs, if you will. That's a really, I love that. I love that, that I don't want anybody to miss that. It's like, I following the breadcrumbs because sometimes it is true that he, it's not like he lays it all out there. And I think it was, uh, you know, Corey Tinboom, I think it was, it said, you know, when God, you know, when you're on a train and you're going through a dark tunnel, do you jump off the train? Cause you're scared, you know, no, you stay on the train while it's going through and the lamp unto my feet is for the next step. And you're really just following one little step at a time. So it is like breadcrumbs. I never thought about it that way. It's great. 
Definitely. And I'm more of the person that I think he's broken me of this a little bit because (laughs) of these different things, you know, Um, but I I just want to I want to plan. I want to know step by step how it's going to happen. I want to make sure that I feel like I can do it. But over the years, God has shown me through various things, even with um, conceiving my daughter, you know, you, you just, you say, I want a child. And so you expect to get pregnant. And I didn't for two years. And I was very frustrated just with my plan, right? It's just, is not coming (laughs) to fruition. (laughs) And so, yeah. (laughs) And so through that, through things with work, I mean, I just, I just feel, I still feel a sense that he's showing me how not in control I am and that I really just need to follow like those nudges, those, those little breadcrumbs. And, and I think the more that we are in tune with him, reading his word, you know, uh, having quiet time, being in prayer. Um, I think that I can hear, I can, I can see him. I can see in here more of where he's guiding me now. And it's such a blessing to be more in tune with him. Um, whereas before, I think sometimes he had to really knock me over the head a little bit <laughs> so that I would listen. Cause you're not getting that, that quiet still time. Right. I mean, it's how, if somebody's listening and they are like you, uh, you know, you work, you have small children, you're busy and you have businesses. How do you find the time for that quiet time, the prayer time? How do you personally get it in and do you sneak it in different times of the day or do you have more of a schedule or? That's a good question. You know, I am, I'm a very, I, I, I want to be a very scheduled person. That's just how I, naturally flow. But what I've noticed, and it's not, that's not a bad thing. I think that that can be definitely a good thing when you think about, you know, being productive for sure. But whenever it comes down to being in his presence and studying his word, what I've noticed is I can't, I can't be quite as structured with that because if I do, it's just a check, it's a check of the box and it's doesn't really sink in, right? It's maybe getting in the head knowledge, but it's not getting in the heart. And so I still do have my quiet time in the morning. I do get up before my kids. I think that's, that's something I've always done, but I'll be honest. I don't really get quite as much from that quiet time as I do during the day. And so, you know, quiet time, obviously, maybe it's not always quiet, but to me, I'm connected. Let's say that I play worship music all day long. That's really all I listen to. And so for me, that's the way that I stay connected, even while I'm working, you know, instead of having different kinds of music or just silence, I'll just have worship music on. And I don't know, it just makes me feel really connected. And whenever I'm feeling frustrated or, you know, I'm just feeling like, I can't do everything that's on my to-do list or whatever it might be. I just stop and pray right then. So that's just, I've just tried to be really intentional about that and not always just say, Oh, well, I have my quiet time this morning. And so I'll just see you next, you know, I'll just see you tomorrow morning, God, you know, I've really, you know, it's just something that we need him. We need him all day, every day. And so when we put him in the box, it just, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And I love that because so many people are so hard on themselves about I'm supposed to have this much quiet time and I'm supposed to. And then it ends up, like you said, checking the box, more of a guilt trip kind of thing where they're and I've seen people get resentful, too, about like I'm supposed to, you know, and then it ends up being this. You know, it's kind of like, you know, if you, know, you look at it as a relationship, it's almost yes, like when, you're spending, time, about to say. <laughs> when yes. you're spending time with somebody, you're like, oh, I gotta spend, oh, gotta spend time with you. And the person's going, 
well, don't you want to be with me? <laughs> I know. And it's not about that. I mean, it is all about the relationship. And yeah. so sometimes that can't be scheduled and it shouldn't be just a, a box on your you know, checklist. Yeah. And he really does want the relationship that trumps everything. Yeah. And I know you're such a relationship minded person with your business and or businesses and things like that. And your uh, patients. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I don't have a lot of relationship strengths. Really? I really had to lean on God for that. Yes. Really? That's something I've struggled with. Just the fact that I'm very much, I can keep to myself. I can be by myself a lot and don't you know, it's just kind of, I guess the way he made me, but I, I enjoy close relationships. Let's say, you know, I just have a, yeah, a, a kind of a core group, I guess, of friends. And so it, I kind of have struggled with the business I'm in and just building relationships. But I think that what's helped me is just to realize, you know, uh, it can't be only based on a business. I mean, a relationship is a relationship. And so when I'm interested in just building that relationship versus what's going to come out of it, that was a big shift for me. So I never had to really, I mean, I always worked a nine to five job. So I never really had to be mindful of that. Let's say, I mean, I went, I worked, I did my job and then I came home. And so that was something that I really had to pray at and, and work at a little bit. Yeah. We're works in progress, you know, and then when you're talking about like the nudge that, you know, you could tell that God had more for you. And then did you ever have nudges that, you know, maybe a patient came in and you had some insight that was not of your own knowledge or like something with your kids or anything with health where you kind of, I don't want to say it came to you, but it's almost like God led you to, or nudged you to look into something or change something or with a coworker or anything like that. Yeah, sure. You know, I've been in pharmacy since I was 16. I worked in the pharmacy ever since, you know, as a pharmacy tech, of course. And I, I think it didn't really hit me until I was out of pharmacy school and was working at, um, I worked at a long-term care pharmacy and it was like, you know, I, I didn't, it didn't really even hit me what I was doing. I was just verifying this one um, patient's prescriptions and it just kept going on and on and on. And I finally went back and counted them and there were 30 medications. Oh and I my was gosh. Like, I don't know. It just hit me at that moment. Like, what am I doing? What am I actually doing? I'm spending all of my time and effort just verifying medication after medication that not even for that patient, just, you know, the slew of, of new Uh, patients that would come in. And I just thought there's got to be a different way. Like this can't be the only way to, to to help people in their health. Like that, I think that was a really big light bulb moment for me. And I just thought, I'm going to need to figure this out (laughs) like some other way, you know? Yeah. And you know, when my mom was in the hospital, you know, they would talk about polypharmacy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like where these people are put on like multiple medications. And now with my mother-in-law, um, who we just, um, helped put in, uh, to a program with palliative when they came to do the intake the other day, all she's on is one fifty thousand uh, IU's of uh, vitamin D a month. Wow! And that's what they said. They were yeah. like, and also like Senna <laughs> as needed. You know, if she ever had a problem, go to the bathroom. You know what I mean? It's like probably TMI, but you know, it's just like if she needs it, Pierre, and it's in there. It's like over the counter. And the doc, the intake, the nurse practitioner 
said, wait a second. No, I just want to verify. And, and I said, well, no, that's all she's on. And then he got this look on his face and he goes, I thought we would have at least, I think he said 10 or 15. Yeah. That's about the norm. I would say. Yeah. I know it, it kind of is mind blowing. That is mind blowing. That is really mind boggling. And, and I meant to say also when I was in pharmacy, when I was 16, I mean, I would say maybe three to four, maybe of prescriptions per person. And then it was like, it just jumped that much. That was really what opened my eyes. Cause I'd seen it, you know, that was about 10 years prior, eight years prior when I first started. So, I mean, it just, you know, it was just a lot different when I got out yeah, of pharmacy school. interactions. So yeah. that was another nudge for you that mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, this is, this is excessive. Yeah. You know, so. and I just, I just felt like here I am this young person. I mean, I, I already took care of myself. I mean, you know, I always had valued health, but I thought I'm just here. I'm work. I mean, I work hard, you know, I was a hard worker, multitasking, just, you know, just trying to get out the door to see my family. And I thought I'm spending all of this time and effort. And I just don't feel like I'm doing you know, the best good for these people. And I thought, I don't want to spend half my life doing this when, I mean, you know, like I said, I didn't know the full story, but I just thought there's got to be some other way, um, you know, just to help people, not even maybe to leave my job, just to help people on the side. Even, I mean, I don't know. I just felt like I want to make a difference. If I'm going to work hard, I want it to have better impact than this. And obviously God wanted the same thing. Obviously so. Um, so thankful that his plan is better than mine. <laughs> I know. I, you know, I didn't realize when I first started this podcast that so many people have nudges around careers. That's true. So many. I mean, we have, we have so many that are, you know, check on this person, you know, mm-hmm. go this way home and you come across somebody that needs you or, mm-hmm. you know, um, reach out to whatever, mm-hmm. take this class or and he meets the love of your life. You know, there's all yeah. these weird type nudges, but there's a lot to do with careers and career changes and, you know, uh, backing up and going back to careers. Yeah. And it's fascinating. And so just before you go into how these nudges impacted you, I would love you to share, like, what would you say? Cause people need good news about medical stuff, including myself. Um, what would you, what would you say is like your poster child of a good story that, you know, maybe was doing something and you were able to help them and now they're feeling better. I just want to hear a good story. <laughs> oh, sure. You know, trying to figure some... out which one do I tell? You probably have so no. many. But... <laughs> well, uh, this is a really simple story, really simple thing that she did. Um, we're working on other things, but this was pretty profound to me. It was somebody that actually had had COVID and she'd had a lot of different symptoms from that. Just extreme fatigue, brain fog, anxiety, all these things. And, and all of her family was like, I, what is wrong with you? Like, you're just ill. You have no energy. It's just like not the same person. And so um, I got her started on a few different things, but it was one thing in particular that made the biggest difference. She started putting a drop of frankincense under her tongue 
twice a day. And she messaged me after the first time that she had done that. And she was like, Carrie, I don't, this sounds crazy, but I just literally feel like a different person. Like I don't hurt. I don't have energy. I'm not cranky anymore. I mean, it was just crazy. And I was even surprised, you know, I mean, it's just like, you hear these stories. (laughs) I don't know. I was just still surprised that after one drop, I mean, it just, so that was the most recent, very crazy story to me. So there's a lot more, like you said, but that was pretty wild. And it's interesting because I listened, I don't know, about a year ago. Uh, it was, I think it was the truth about cancer. It was a documentary. It was a multi-series, mm-hmm. multi. Yeah, I remember. Um, and there, but there was also yeah. another one it might've been from that was all parts of the world, like what everybody is doing for, and I don't, I don't know if it was health or cancer or Mm -hmm. it was, it was like, what are they doing in Thailand? What are they doing in China? And I forgot what it was called, but they went into frankincense. And for those of you who don't know, frankincense is now, you know, being labeled as B17, right? If I'm not mistaken. So B17 is, uh, they're finding, I mean, I'd have to go back to my notes, but frankincense is all over my notes. I mean, there are some profound things going on with that. So it's just amazing that, you know, just one drop. I know. I just, yeah, I was kind of shocked. Even. So, so I picture you going to all of your patients now. Okay. Just try me this one drop too. Cause it, you know what I mean? It's like, can we try this and see what well, you never know, you know? <laughs> sure. So that would be, gosh, that's so, that's so rewarding too, because people just need help. People need to feel better. And, and yeah. there's so many, so many drugs out there. And I mean, of course they all serve a purpose, but when of they start course. mixing 30 at the same time, that's, me, me personally, that kind of sounds scary. I'm not a professional from the medical field, but sounds scary to me. Me too. Yeah. So <laughs> as far as these little nudges, I'm sure you have them. Like you said, we have them all the time, but when you get these nudges, how does that over the years, especially since you rededicated yourself to mm-hmm. your faith, how do those nudges impact you or change your perspective or how, do, yeah. how, how does, how do they make you feel? Well, they make me feel connected to my savior. You know, I, I know that he's the one that is giving me those nudges and it, it just has made me for lack of better words, a better person. I mean, you know, just the nudge to maybe not react so quickly or the nudge to just keep my mouth shut or the nudge to even reach out to someone. Like I mentioned with the relationship piece, it's not necessarily has always been my strong suit, but I mean, I've prayed about it and, and I just feel now I'm like, you know, God, I just pray, you know, put somebody in my heart that I need to contact today. And because I want to make it genuine and I want it to come from him. And so I do. I get people in my mind and I really try my hardest to be obedient in that. You know, if I get a nudge or if I just get that little breadcrumb, I try to be obedient with it, even if it's out of my comfort zone or even if it's out of my way or whatever. So I think I've. it's made me slow down. It's made me uh, be less of a um, just a, an achiever. That's my that's my top strength. I'm just an achiever. I can just get <laughs> stuff done. Right. So I could just whip out a to-do list all day long, but it's really made me slow down and, and connect more um, with myself even, you know, because it's very mindless to do your to-do list sometimes. And it was very mindless for me to go to the pharmacy even. I mean, obviously I had to use my mind to do do the different tasks, but you said I'm saying it was just kind of robotic. I guess it's just made me more of a human. Yeah. It's more like I would consider it rote. 
you know, yeah. it's, it's more of a rote task that, you know, filling right. the prescriptions. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. when, and then I also like to ask people when you're saying, you know, you, when God nudges you to um, call somebody, I always like to know, I love hearing people trying and sort of, you know, our, in our humanness to try to describe what that's like for people who've never had a nudge. So is it when you get the nudge, like, okay, call somebody or check on somebody. Is it in your head that it pops in? Is it in your heart that it pops in? Is it kind of an overwhelming urge? How would you describe your, when, when, like you said, if God tells you to reach out to somebody, how does that feel? Okay. Good question. So I, I mean, I just stay in my head like all day long, have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> so um, I keep, it's definitely a thought. I, I just have in. to say, I am just, I'm trying not to interrupt. I'm, just, I'm no, sorry, but I, every, there's so many things that you have said during this interview that when you say it, I feel like saying, amen, me too. I'm that way. Cause you know, the achiever, the get it done, the yeah. check off the box, the staying in your head, the researcher is just, you know, I feel like I see you girlfriend. Yes. I mean, a lot of, a lot of women are like that too. I mean, you know, not, not a lot, but I mean, there definitely is that there's just that kind of driven person, I guess you could say, but so it's definitely a thought and it's almost like, you know, you have these thoughts kind of flashing by. And so I had that thought and it might even go by and then I might go back to it and be like, okay, all right. This person's in my thought. And then I might even, you know, I'm thinking of thoughts just kind of flipping through. And then I might, I can't forget about it. You know, I might be like, I don't have time for that right now, but I can't forget about it. So I think it kind of moves to your heart. Like you feel a conviction that way. And that that's just kind of how it is for me. I just I love um, it. And, and I think the more that I do it, the easier I can recognize like, okay, this is definitely what I'm supposed to do. I mean, that thought wasn't random. God put it there and Carrie, you just need to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And therein lies the problem. Sometimes when God asks you, God asks you harder and harder things. And you're like, okay, no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) But I just think God, you know, he's, he's, I just know he's like, Carrie, you asked me to lead you and you're asking me to, you know, help you to follow my plan and, and you're in my wheel. So yeah. Just do it. <laughs> it's a wonderful place to be when you're right sitting in his plan and his will and you know it and you can feel it. And I there's mean, nothing like it. Oh, I know. I know. It's such a, it's, it's such a content, calm, uh, a friend of mine is always reminding um, fellow believers not to be in the strive and the drive and the do, but in the rest and the content and the peace. And then, you know, yes, there's chaos and turmoil around you, but you're still, that's when it talks in the Bible about resting in him. That's where I feel like you really start to feel that resting in him when you know you're on, you know, the right track with him. And I still, I've gotten better with that, but I'll say if I struggle with anything, it probably is, you know, because it's like, you want to feel productive all the time. That's my thing. Like, I just want to feel productive. I want my time to be efficient. There's nothing wrong with that, but then it's like, well, resting sometimes doesn't feel as productive to me, but it is productive. So, Hey, we're all a work in progress. And so I'm definitely still working on that, but I have gotten a lot better. Yeah. Well, it's been such a blessing talking to you today. Yes. I just am so glad we got this interview in. And I know you're really busy and I respect that so much. And I oh, try to be pleasure. 
I want to be good with, um, you know, respectful of your time. And um, for those of you listening, I just wanted to let you know that I, we finally got the uh, Instagram uh, lock opened up with the key, the correct key. So we actually have the brand new Instagram account and guess what it's called. <laughs> Don't ignore the nudge podcast. How creative there you go. So <laughs> we had Love don't it. ignore the nudge, but then they shut it down because I had a hacker and then we never got it back up. So it's just a God thing that now it's what it's supposed to be called. Don't ignore the nudge podcast. Great. So I would really encourage you if you're listening to go check it out. I would not be opposed to you sharing it with everybody. And yeah. um, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you listened to our interview today with Carrie. And in the show notes, for those of you who don't know, if you are listening and you click pause, you can click um, details on, on the um, on wherever you're listening to your podcast. You just click on details and all of the show notes will be there. And I'll try to make sure that all of Carrie's information and any links and her Instagram and everything and all her contact information is there. And um, I just am really excited we had this today. So I look forward to talking to everybody next time. And um, just in the meantime, just the Lord, please bless you and keep you and hold you tight. Thanks so much for listening.